are back. We're back. Welcome, peeps, to another episode of Tits and Teeth with your hosts, Jen and Kai. You guys, today on the pod, we get to hear from a beautiful, compassionate, creative soul, Mr. David Connolly is with us today. We have a forward-thinking chat with David about staying connected to our purpose, his new project that was created in response to social distancing, Matinee to Z, which you can find on Instagram Live on his page weekly, and the excitement in finding and creating the new normal once we all get back to work. Our hearts were full after recording with David. He definitely made Jen and I glitter, and he's bound to make you glitter too. But we are first going to hear the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kai. Yay! Okay, let's do it, Jen. It's the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kyla. Oh my god. It's Hello, beautiful lady. Hello from afar. Social distance. Hello. Social distance. Hello, tanned Jen. I see you. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Florida. How are you? Oh. I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah, we're good. I'm good. I'm just off contract. I'm good. Yeah, yeah right. Living our best Tell- life. <laughs> Tell me your tops and tails, baby. Okay. 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 So my top is that we are very privileged here in Toronto to have some backyard space and some front yard space. So my tops this week is that we did a ton of spring cleaning, both in the back and in the front. And we filled lots of those big leaf bags with leaves and things. And the backyard looks beautiful now and it's ready to be... (laughs) Have some herbs planted in it, some, you know, little little greenery back there. I'm very excited. Good. Mm-hmm. See, organizing and all of the good things. When do you, when would you have time to do that? Um, never to this uh thorough state. Not as thoroughly, <laughs> you know? It'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, we did it. Uh, hurry. But yes. we took our time and we were meticulous. So yay. That must have pleased your like OCD just a little bit. I mean, you know, I like pretty things. It looks pretty and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good, good, good. My tales this week are that I miss um I miss being pretty <laughs> and dressing up. So that'll be my goal next week is to definitely take at least one day and like curl your hair put some makeup on boo like don't wear only lulus like let's figure <laughs> let's figure it out you know um you guys can have a date night yes we can where you just like you know you cook food you, you have some wine you get dressed up look cute and then just go to the living room and have your dinner and your date together cute yes <laughs> we will we will Jen, what are your tops and tails? Well, you know, what an interesting time to be alive. It's like quote of the century right now. (laughs) (laughs) What a time to be alive, hey? So, you know, I've been good at being very proactive and keeping busy and all of that good stuff. But I definitely was dancing in my kitchen this week and had, oh, I hit something and then I hit it again. And for whatever reason, I had a full breakdown like that was the straw that broke the camel's back and I was fully a mess mm-hmm. I was like, uh, whatever it set me up okay yeah it was 
definitely tails, but it definitely needed to happen. I needed to feel those feels Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And then, you know, we move on and, and today's another day. And so to flip on the other side of that at tops is, um, doing a ballet bar in, in my kitchen is great Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think that in the future, I, this might be weird to say, but in the future, I'm going to miss just waking up and doing a ballet bar (laughs) and having access to that in my home and not having to travel for an hour on the subway (laughs) and get yelled at by New Yorkers or whatever, just to get to class, whatever. Obviously it's going to be beautiful when we're all in class together, but like, you know, I might be upset that I have to put pants on. Uh, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we also like have decided to make Saturdays like a fun brunch day. I loved those instas. Yes. And so I'm like already really looking forward to next Saturday. It's <laughs> been really nice like to give it to make it like a special day mm. and like a special morning and we cook special food that we wouldn't necessarily have for the rest of the week and so yeah it's been really fun like just having that time with Brent and <laughs> and awesome. looking forward to that nice little thing so lots of all the tops and all the all the tales mm. and emotional roller coaster it's <laughs> hard. Here we are. the best kind of roller coaster joking I know look we gotta laugh guys we just gotta bloody laugh Mm -hmm. I'm in Mm -hmm. okay well let's um let's go see David Connolly because he's a special guy and he'll make us feel special and happy yeah I'm excited for his episode and he's just like such a little you know bundle of light Mm -hmm. that it's really a a nice person to connect with this time so yes take it away David take it away much for being with us oh my gosh it is a dream come true (laughs) pure lies but we'll take them we're gonna start out with we're gonna go back into kind of our normal episode jam and so we want to start off the little interview with david what is your dream role or dream show to direct and your favorite musical Ooh, i such a good question i want to do follies one day but I, i yeah, I want to do like the gazillion dollar follies. Like I think doing yes. follies any any other way for me would be challenging. So once I get the gazillion dollars, I want to do follies. Yes. I want to be in your follies. Yes. I want to be dripping, dripping Thanks, in beads. Yes. Yeah. Will you yes. take the five feet tall girls to be in your follies? Yes, because the staircase goes all the way into the flies. So Perfect. I'll like, live in the flies. Yeah. You'll be the last girl on the stairs. No one will know how tall you are. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. And then what's your favorite musical? Oh, that's so hard. I, I can't ever pick. You know, the ones that kind of shaped me, chorus line shaped me, you know, as it was the very first musical that I saw and I was in grade eight and it just changed everything. Like I just felt something crack, you know, and I I didn't know at the time that they were acting though. Like I just thought that they were like people on stage telling their story. Like I thought it was 
that was made it even cooler, you know, to think that those people were actually telling their life stories and, you know, the themes in that show. So, so that's super special. But then as soon as like, as recently as, as come from away, like come from away blew my mind. I couldn't believe the experience I had in that show. So yeah, there's a long list of favorites. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right. David Connolly, your dead set dreamboat. <laughs> um, just for our listeners who might not know you, bloody, who are you and, and what do you do? Tell us all the things that you're uh, connected to and that you're working on. Well, sure. I'm the Associate Artistic Director of Drayton Entertainment, um, mm. heading into my fifth year of, of that role, which, yes. um, you know, has been extraordinary. Yeah, it, it means that I kind of direct and choreograph some musicals and that I also get to head up their youth program. So that has been like such a blessing um, to kind of develop that and watch that grow. And yeah, that's kind of who I am these days. You are so good with the youth. I like to say the youth. I love Yes. We're going to shift a touch into the current atmosphere that we're in. Tell us what show you were working on as COVID hit us and how far did you get into the process before it got canceled? And how does that whole whole experience make you feel? Mm. Well, we were doing Kinky Boots. Mm -hmm. We were doing the Canadian... Canadian Regional Theatre premiere of Kinky Boots. And um, I was directing and choreographing that. And we were in our third preview when we got the news that Broadway was closed. (laughs) So we knew we weren't um, much far uh, beyond that. So we did one more preview and the day before we opened, um, we shut down. So that's, that's where we were. And it was, it was, uh, it was three days before our March break camp. We were doing our very first oh. ever March break camp for the kids. And so we, we had, um, you know, we had set up a really special week for preteens and teens. Um, and I was really looking forward to that too. But yeah. everything's going to everything's gonna happen later. That's all, you of know. Course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, like, right. So you guys actually didn't get to open. I didn't realize that. No. So, I mean, those beautiful actors and everything, I mean, as a director, what would you say to all the actors out there who have had their shows cancelled or postponed or anything like that, aka kind of what message do you have to give our community right now? Mm. Well, we are in good company, that's for sure. Like, there, there are so many great, great stories that have been put on hold and great people who were involved with, you know, telling those stories. And I, I choose to think of this as a, as um, a really positive moment um, in history. I think that we are, have been given a gift that will come with some really hard uh times like it, it it won't be easy but there is space within this time for us to reevaluate kind of what's important on stage what's important to us as theater makers as theater goers and that it will kind of recalibrate in the very best possible way i can only speak for me and i know that for me i already feel differently about my work and um really look forward to the world's 
response to live theater once once we can get back in the theater. We said this before about once everybody gets back to work, the energy that's going to like from every theater around the world, like the energy that's just going to explode in every room will just be insane. We're all going to be like, oh my God, let's work. And then the audience will be like, give it to me. And then it's just going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. I love it. I love it. Well, no, I was just going to say it's like just such a beautiful sentiment um, that we often don't have this time. And I know you in particular often will go show to show to show to show with taking a second to just stop and pause and almost have it taken away from us. Like what does that make you appreciate it all even more or has it shifted your, your kind of expectation on your own work? Such a good question. I I think that for me, theater is about empathy. I, I think that that's why it, survives um, is that people want to find out more about themselves by going there. And I think that we're not going to return to normal. You know, people keep saying like, when we get back to normal, it's not going to happen. There is no such thing now. I don't think as, as normal. Um, uh, Again, we'll create it. We'll create a new It'll be a new yeah. section of time. Well, yeah, and, and I feel like it's already happened. Like, I feel like the shift, like, I feel like my connection globally to the fact that we are all the same is so much stronger mm-hmm. that, that, that it, and, you know, the fact that it's all been related to touch m- makes mm-hmm. me, like, really, really interested in in the humanity that's going to be on these stages once we're back and how... I don't think, you know, people will be interested in anything that's not um, authentic. And Aww. so I I love the thought of that. I love that we are going to have to work even harder to create human relationships that are entirely believable and hopeful. You know, that's going to be our job for a long while after this is is to do what we do best, which is inspire people uh to to be the best versions of themselves that's beautiful it's so beautiful just living in the optimism <laughs> love it well, we're gonna continue in that positive note tell us about matinee also matinee to z matinee to z uh, matinee to z is maybe one of the best titles i've ever heard <laughs> I, I, oh. I reread it and i was like oh you Sneaky little bastard. <laughs> matinee to Z, you. Um, so tell us about Matinee to Z and why it's important to give back at this time. Well, it just struck me. I give myself 10 seconds to feel what I feel if it's not positive. I do my best. Mm-hmm. I'm not always successful. But I, my, my motto kind of is you get a minute. You know, you get a minute and you get to, you get to um, vent to one person only. And when that's over, we're moving on. Like, yes, I need to feel the feelings. Yes, I need to complain to someone. And then that's it. Because the days of like needing everyone to co-sign, you know, get like 100 texts from 100 people going, you're right, that's terrible. Like, I don't have time. I just don't have time for that anymore. And so, and it's not like I don't feel feelings every day, because I do. And they come crashing on me in this most surprising ways at this surprising times washing the dishes like who knew you know like oh i'm 
bawling my eyes out, washing the dishes. Okay, making a bagel. <laughs> Great. Like, you know, not, yeah. not in any time you'd expect. So I do feel my feelings, but I also feel that we as artists have a responsibility. You know, just because we're not in rehearsal halls or on stages doesn't mean that we don't still have this calling to um, to do what we do. And part of what I do is is try to inspire young people, which is means young at heart and open minded, not necessarily young at age, you know. And yes. so so whenever and it just struck me like everyone's available. So like, why not? <laughs> why reach, not ask? <laughs> yeah, like reach out to some people that I really respect deeply and that I think have really positive messages and and get them to share whatever's in their heart, you know, kind of um, in these buckets of, of uh, I needed to organize it somehow. So I thought, well, let's just go through the alphabet and see, you know, what might be interesting to theater people. And it's given me something to focus on which is super important. Otherwise, I will not stop eating chips. <laughs> and But giving uh, focus to other people, you're throwing out challenges as well, which gives other people who are listening focus and something to do. So a little bit, again, of direction, which you do. Well, I just thought that, you know, even if, even if there's a handful of people who get distracted by being creative, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's exactly. yeah. So we feel exactly the same, even with this. And I, I think what is so beautiful about what you were talking about is really, uh, Kyla and I kind of touched on it last week. We did an episode on mental health, and it's just about for artists staying connected to our purpose and identifying what our purpose is, why we do something. So, you know, clearly you're very connected to your purpose and there are really positive, there's a really positive ripple effect from that. And then we also learned, um, you know, recently somebody said that when you start to, um, you know, do a good deed for others, you get 10 times as much good deeds coming to you as well. So it's just, you know, it really is um, love. It's all of those beautiful things that are just going to, they have the potential to just flourish out of this time. Again, living in your optimism. Well, living in your optimism and, and, you know, exactly what you said, we have two choices, right? In every corner, we can choose love or fear. Those are the, everything boils down to one of those two things. And so, so you're right. Everyone's manifesting love in different ways, but I am so inspired by the, you know, people like you, people like anyone who's just without fear, throwing love, you know, with no expectation, um, I think is, is part of what's getting me through this. Oh, getting all the positive vibes up in here. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and again, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's what, what a uh, gift. I mean, doesn't Oprah say the biggest gift that we can get is time? <laughs> and then all of a sudden we have all this time and now we have to figure out what to do with it. But uh, yeah, really, I, I'm loving your matinee to because it's it's that you're a little you're giving us a little gift and then we get to take yeah. a gift and then, you know, whatever, yeah. keep putting it out there. So it's awesome. <laughs> Beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Um, we just wanted to talk to you a little bit more about your work advocating for disabled actors 
or very able actors, as you accurately described on Broadway Con in New York City. So I don't know if we've ever connected on this, David, but my dad was a Paralympic coach. Did I, I don't know if I've – for three different Paralympics. Um, and what really got me interested in – I mean, first of all, your work is amazing, but the term very abled actors, I want to pick your brain on because specifically, like my dad, when he first started working in that field, it was literally called the Spastic Center. Like he worked at what was called the Spastic Center. That was the, the name above the roof kind of thing. And then it became like over time, which is so shocking, over time they became disabled. And so why, out of interest, is it very important for you to say very abled? Well, the title of that panel was Ready, Willing, and Very Abled. So it was just really a play on ready, willing, and able. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love everything you're saying. It, it makes me when I first went to the Shriners Hospital for children, it was called the Shriners Hospital for Crippled Children. And so that's fine. Like, I think a big part of the conversation is it's fine that it was called the Spastic Center because now it's not, and we learn and we grow and we grow as we go, you know? And 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 people are, are sometimes so afraid of language and so afraid of hurting somebody's feelings or being, sens- being insensitive that they just don't, bring it up at all. And so it remains kind of buried in this shroud of mystery and like, oh, I wonder if he is okay to talk about that or like, I don't know what to call it or label it or, and like, everyone's going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to feel a little bit embarrassed until you get past that and, and, you know, start to talk about the, the interesting stuff, which is what's going to create the change. Tell us what's going to create the change. (laughs) Well, I think it's it's a large part of what we were already talking about. I think it's going it's it has to do with uh, what audience members are going to want to see on stage and what themselves. Amen. You know, we've made such strides, such great strides in inclusivity in regards to in regards to ethnicity, in regards to gender, we're kind of pushing that envelope and, and that's all great. Um, but the world of, uh, and, and even kind of shape and size is, is morphing, you know, in the last decade in positive ways, I would say. It, it's certainly not anywhere where it needs to be, but it's, it's moving. What's not moving yet is this world of, of disability um, mm. on stage, whether that's physical or, or kind of, neurodiversity you know Mm -hmm. um and so it's exciting to be on the horizon of that it's really really thrilling to know that everyone understands that that is a conversation that needs to be had the change is going to come that that we need to train actors to be ready for the opportunities because we can't we can't just give someone a job because they look different or that they you know they need to be trained (laughs) they need to be trained so so Um, they need to go to school. And so a big part of my push is to get post-secondary institutions to kind of radically change their enrollment plans and their, how they solicit people 
because there is no no role modeling right now. So so there's no reason for someone in a wheelchair, for someone who's deaf, for someone who's blind, for you know, to, there's no one to point to and say that I want that I want that job. It is possible for me to have a career because of these people, you know. It, there's one person in a wheelchair on Broadway. She happened to have won a Tony mm-hmm. last year. So oh, yeah. Ali Stoker, you know, Ali Stoker changed the game, but we we have to work to make sure that's not just a, a trend, you know, just like a flash in the pan. So, so onus is on everyone. Onus is on writers, mm. on producers, on audience members, on actors, on institutions, you know, educational institutions um, to be really proactive in allowing, allowing their minds to open to, to how much more interesting a story would be if Red Riding Hood was in a wheelchair, like how, how much better is that? It, you know, like, and it, and it's not someone who's playing someone in a wheelchair, Nessa Rose and Wicked, you know, it's, it's someone who's actually in a wheelchair. And then you start to think, well, people in wheelchairs can't really go through the woods, can they? Like y- y- they can't do that. So how does, what does that mean to the story? Yeah. Tell yeah. And, 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 you know, my friend John McGinty is an actor in, in New York and he, um, he's deaf and he's been on Broadway a couple of times, but he played Quasimodo in, in uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame as a, oh, yeah. as a deaf person. I don't know if you've seen clips. If you haven't, YouTube it. It's extraordinary um, because Quasimodo was deaf, like that yeah. he actually was deaf. So he signs the whole thing and the gargoyles sing his his music. And it's it just makes the story so much better to see someone who... You know, and that's only part of the puzzle. Like, yes, that actor mm-hmm. was, or, or the character was deaf. And so having him be played by a deaf actor is really super interesting. The next level of that is to get someone on stage where the writing has nothing to do with disability, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and yeah. then all of a sudden Bell is blind. What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Is that interesting? Cool. Would that person have to have a skill set equal to anyone else auditioning for that part? Yes. Right. We're not looking for free passes or or um, any kind of consolations, which brings me back to really championing the idea of uh, disabled people getting training. I was going to say, talk about a role model, though. You are the only double under the knee amputee to perform on Broadway. You are... The role model right there, sir. Wow. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's good to know. It's good for other people to see. Don't don't be bashful. Well, it's, no, no, no. It's it's good and challenging in a way because okay. I was on Broadway in 1989. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a and run. and I'm the only I'm the only amputee, not just double baloney, whatever. I'm the only amputee yeah. to have ever performed there, and there's been one wheelchair actor. So that is, you know, it can be looked through one lens to be like, but my lens is like how exciting to realize how um, out of whack we are with, with uh, what's possible. Do you mean to say like, uh, it's from sitting from uh, the position of how looking at how far we have to go and getting excited about getting involved in that work and keeping to fight for those kind of things. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. 
That's a well. That's like a beautiful position to to sit in and live in. And again, you're just you know kind of living in that optimistic space, uh, believing in a better tomorrow, and recognizing where we are today, and figuring out okay. And even by just talking about it here, like we're so appreciative because now it's in other people's earbuds too, and they're like, huh, maybe we hadn't considered that before, but maybe there's something that we could all do together to keep pushing for that that's cool it's you david connolly no way it's us it's It's gonna take a village did you always have a positive attitude uh towards achieving your goals and dreams or was that a work in progress like it is for the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) or are you just an anomaly and you were like girls look out (laughs) no of course it's just like everybody else i think one of the things i'm most grateful for though is that when when you when we when when a human kind of does have to battle um, adversity, it gives them a, a greater level of compassion on the other end. And so mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I had a I had a head start that way, in, in that I, I had to choose glitter or bitter really early. <laughs> you know, in, oh, in, I love in, that. <laughs> well, that shit down. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, title of episode, done. <laughs> Tattoos everywhere. Um, Tattoos. Yeah, but, but, but it's true, you know, I, I, a large part of that had to do with my mother. I had some really incredible mentors as I went along to, especially in the theater, um, that just allowed me. Who were some me... of your mentors? Oh, goodness. Well, Alex, definitely. Alex has been. Um, I started Is that with Alex Moustakas of Drayton Entertainment? <laughs> It is, yes, yes. we shouldn't, yes. I love we that shouldn't assume things. Yes, right. No, Alex Moustakis of Drayton Entertainment um, has has been, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at my resume. <laughs> he, he's, he's changed the trajectory of my life, no question. Um, I worked with Brian McDonald at the Stratford Festival. He was a director, choreo- I, I kind of happened upon these director choreographers as I was coming through. So I, I, I worked with him, I worked with Alan Lund, luckily um and and they were male and they did both and it kind of like just made me think that that's how it was done you you, you know so so I'm, I'm really grateful to to them but I'm I'm also grateful to uh like Tibor Ferhergehausi is no longer with us he was at Persephone Theater out in Saskatoon and just just people that 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 let you be in the room, you know, like, like a big, yeah, a big part of my begin. We were talking about this on matinee to Z. I was just going to say, I heard this. I heard you say what you're going to say. Yeah. Well, it's just as simple as like, it's an apprenticeship. Like this, this field is about apprenticeship. It's about, there's no course really on how to be a creative team member. And so when I decided that was one of my goals, I knew that I had to learn. I could, I, 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 I don't, I just didn't have the confidence to say, I'm going to do this without having any vocabulary, you know? So, um, so that's what I did. I assisted and volunteered for a really long time with some really, uh, generous people to, um, to give me the, the confidence to, to do it by myself one day. And you bloody doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at me now, mom. <laughs> I bloody love it. Okay. Mr. Connolly, what do you think that we can take away from this moment in time as a positive and what are you looking forward to? Well, I think what we can take away in 
this moment in time is, as I said, kind of a, a recalibration, a, a, a new, for, for me, I know there's, there's certainly a, a time to evaluate, you know, if things were going by too fast, if, if things were just happening too fast to nurture body, mind, and spirit, like I'm very much that guy, like, and if one's out of whack, then I can feel it. And I, I kind of promise myself that, oh, no, we'll, we'll get, uh, just let me have <laughs> these two things and I'll get to that other, I'll, I'll fill up, you know, <laughs> um, but then that, then you're always kind of like chasing this. So I'm grateful to have some time to, to do that, to just kind of balance um, everything and then just be like, I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know if we're going, I don't think we're going back to anything, you know, like, like, I don't think we're going back to anything the way it was. And so I guess that's what I'm most looking forward to is, is how this is all going to reinvent the wheel. Will people always need to be entertained? Yes. Will they always need catharsis and a better understanding of who they are as a human through storytelling? Yes. Like all of that's true. And theater has survived you know, plagues before. So we will do that again, but it's, it's, I just want to be ready. You know, I want to be ready for whatever's coming. And I think that for me, that means I need to make sure um, that those, that mind, body, spirit triangle is, has a really strong foundation. Do you think theater and actors and performers do that best because we constantly need to reinvent and we don't want to look we like to pay tribute to the past but we like to move forward so you do do you think that we are very well equipped for another new normal because there's been lots of old normals before? <laughs> I think that actors in particular are resilient in ways that the general public does not know about and they shouldn't and that's okay and if the general public is listening to this podcast and you don't know that then there's some information hello general you. public hi <laughs> hi um but but anyone who's not that and listening will i think appreciate that sentiment that we get fired all the time you know like we yeah, we yeah like we, we lose our jobs all the time. This isn't new. Like anyone who's <laughs> freaking out over that, like, I don't know where my next paycheck's coming from. Yep. Welcome to our whole life. <laughs> like, you, you, you know, that's just, that's, that's the way we roll in our industry. And, and I think, you know, actors are selfless. They need to do what they do eight times a week, no matter what happens to them, no matter what's in their inbox, no matter what happened to their cat or their grandfather like they get out there and they have the capacity to put other people first you know and so that's going to serve us really well moving forward we're 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 going to have to do that before we're ready i think i i think that there's going to come a time for us to step up to the plate while we haven't before we have figured our own stuff out yet but again that's not new like that is not new for us that's what we do. We leave yeah. it in the dressing room and we go, you know, change the world as best we can. 
Oh my goodness, I simply can't even with you today. It's just, I don't know why, it's just giving me all the tears and all the feels. I like it a lot. <laughs> Good, you cry. I was just going to say, I was like, I can't cry three podcasts in a row. I just can't do it. Like, <laughs> is it about this time, Kyla, that is just getting us It's to always, I'm like, <laughs> crying. David Connolly, we always ask advice from our guests. Can you give us some advice um, during this time, as well as advice beyond this time, please? I would say advice during this time is to stay soft. Like, it's to stay open, you know? Like, like whenever I feel like I'm about to... Um, you know, I think our fuses are short. And whenever I feel that kind of rising up in me that I want to judge someone, judge myself, judge a situation or blame someone else, I just have to, I just have to relax and open. Those are the two words that I use. I just relax and try to open my heart to knowing that I don't know. And that's okay. Because I want to know, we want to know but we can't know. And, and again, as creative people, that's such a, that's ingrained in us already, you know, that there's so many situations we walk into where we don't know and we survive and thrive. And so this is just using those muscles, I think, to, to stay open hearted and open minded and, and extra compassionate to, to someone who's too close to you in the grocery store, you know, and now, (laughs) yeah we just don't know what anyone else is going through right like Mm -hmm. and and this is such a good reminder of that for me to to constantly stay in in that knowledge that there are secrets going on you know as a director I am acutely aware of that in an acting company well everyone involved with the show but especially you know actors that yeah they just get the benefit of the doubt every day all day long as best i can because i i i think that they're heroes i think that the fact that they're able to put their their personal issues behind them and step into these characters who are going through their own set of you know really difficult circumstances usually because it's a musical and so the you know the stakes are high and the emotions are high and and their bodies are are being you know really pushed to the edge sometimes. And so I, again, they're familiar things to me. It's not new. It's not a new set of a new way of being. Um, but it's just, it needs to be now in a, a bigger lens, a, a wider kind of scope of, of everyone. Um, not just people in a rehearsal hall. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, how dare you? These, I mean, how dare you, David my, my dog is not asking me these questions, so it's really lovely to like have <laughs> say, you know, even become aware of these thoughts is really, really nice. Thank you. It's it's beautiful, and um, we so just to like recap a couple of the things that we learned. You spoke first about like staying connected to our purpose, staying connected to our whys. You spoke about moving past our labels, that we're much more than just our labels. And you reminded us that we're resilient, that we are trained 
for this. We know how to lose a job <laughs> like champions we do. You told us to survive and thrive. And then you told us to choose glitter, not bitter. <laughs> David Connolly. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is so fun. You guys are amazing at this. Yeah, yeah, We just love David Connolly. Thank you so much for being such a light in our lives, David, and for bringing some really unique and important conversations into our earbuds. Super cool. And of course, reminding us to choose glitter. Don't be bitter. David actually inspired us to provide a transcript of this episode for our hearing impaired friends, which will be available on our website. If you have any friends that you think would be interested or would benefit from this, please pass on the word and we love you guys for it. Make sure you head over to David's Instagram page to tune into his matinee to Z initiative happening every Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's at David W. Connolly on Instagram or check out his website davidwconnolly.com. We'll of course post all about him on our Instagram this week. We're on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast. We're on Twitter at Teeth Tits and our website is titsandteethpodcast.com. Whatever you're facing out there, folks, please know you're not alone. We're here for you. We got you. So make sure you keep those tits up and those teeth out because you got this and we bloody love you.